1: We've been married for 21 years and have seen the fruit from raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible.
0: We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from their faith by age 18. And it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in the following year. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, guys. We are glad you are here, mm-hmm. and we have a two-part series here that I know a lot of people are going to love because they've been asking for it.
1: That's right. Yeah, we've gotten a <laughs> lot of messages from different people um, on this topic, so we are really excited to dig in deep. We have a lot of scriptures that we're going to go through with you guys in these next two episodes, but we're also going to have a lot of practical know-how.
0: Yeah, from here absolutely which is exciting. So and. You know, there's a lot of things that are more important to a list of things to prepare for in uncertain times. However, we promise you we will give a list that we've been working on or developed uh, organically over the last 12 years.
1: Well, even longer. I mean, we were doing a lot of this when we lived in Damascus, too.
0: Yeah, So, but kind of redoing a lot since we moved, too, Mm -hmm. and just being prepared. And isn't there this tension sometimes we think about or this balance needed between prepping and maybe the full term of being a prepper and being a biblical Christian.
1: Mm -hmm. Especially in regards to relying on the Lord and trusting him um, for all of our needs and not, you know, not struggling with discontentment, things like that, right? So there's this, there's a, of course, there is no need for us to to strive for balance and trusting God, we should just be trusting God and fully surrendered 100%. And so that is for sure our main message, but- And
0: and it's possible, sorry.
1: No, that's okay.
0: It's possible to be um, prepping because we aren't relying on God. It's possible to be making prepping an idol. It's possible to- uh, even have, be out of whack and not be fully reliant on God and we're too mm-hmm. reliant on ourselves. And so mm-hmm. uh, that's not what this episode is about. We right. wouldn't want to do that. And a lot of things, pr- most things in life, uh, really the motivation behind it matters.
1: That's true. So you guys can probably guess that today's topic is prepping with a biblical mindset for uncertain times. Yes. That is our episode title. This is part one. We'll be doing part two next week.
0: Yep. And so in part, we'll just go through the agenda real quick of the Mm -hmm. two-part series because you got to come back for part two. It's super important. All right. Spiritual prep, super important and practical things to do with your kids. Really, really important stuff. Uh, Resourcefulness is another topic we're going to talk about today. Becoming more Mm -hmm. resourceful, helping your kids become more resourceful uh, and resilient. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Part two, we're going to talk about the list Uh, of things, various things, big list, all kinds of things, things to think about. Uh, And we're going to go over marriage prep and the importance of community, but some practical things and insights into what we're dealing with Mm -hmm. right now uh, as we build new community. We move to a new place.
1: And I know many of you guys have also moved to a new place and community takes a while to build actually, but an encouragement to you all, this is something that Isaac and I have learned Mm -hmm. Over the course of 21 years of marriage, we have realized that wherever you are, you can have community because God's people are everywhere. And the body of Christ is truly the church of God. It is the family of God. And so regardless of where you are, you should be able to find like-minded family and community.
0: Absolutely. And, um, it, it says in the Bible, maybe you can have Matthew 24 mm, ready. I have here. it ready. Go for it, honey.
1: Okay. So we're going to read and start out this talking about a little bit about end times. Jesus answers mm-hmm. this very clearly. We've shared this passage of scripture a long time ago in previous podcasts, and I can't encourage you enough to read all of this section as well as Luke 21, because they definitely go co-hand, hand in hand. Okay. So chapter 23, verse 3 through 14. Chapter 24, 3 through 14. Okay, so here he is. Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives and the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and the close of the age? And Jesus answered them, see that no one leads you astray for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and they will lead many astray. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. Has that not happened in the last year? For sure. See that you are not alarmed, for this must take place. But it the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are but the beginning of the birthplace pains Mm -hmm. okay and then it continues then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake and then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another and many false prophets will rise and lead many astray and because lawlessness will be increased the love of many will grow cold but the one who endures to Mm -hmm. the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come.
0: I'm so glad you read that. And, um, you know, the Bible talks about pandemics, you know, plural, you know, and it it, it gives examples of many Mm -hmm. examples of Mm -hmm. kinds of things that happen. And so, you know, as we're dealing with today's current times, you know, with uh, COVID, wherever you land on COVID, you probably know our opinion on it. It's real, uh, mm-hmm. but overdone and manipulated for uh, lots of different purposes. Um,
1: but it is a very serious thing for many it's people. It's very serious
0: for certain mm-hmm. groups of people, absolutely. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that people have been touched by this in a very tra- tragic way mm-hmm. in some cases by losing family members. We get that. But at the same time, well, what did it do? It stirred up a lot of behavior. Uh, in society and in governments and so forth. And we should be aware, we should pay attention to these things. Mm -hmm. It's good learning experience as there's going to be different things, unfortunately, that come. But our hope is in Jesus. We're not worried or having anxiety about things. You know, you, you, you read that right there. And then Paul, if you read his, I just, in Bible time, our family meeting this morning, kicking off the day, uh, we went through 1 Corinthians uh, 8, I believe. Mm -hmm. And you can really tell as he's talking in there that Paul believes, so many of where he writes in the Bible, uh, that the end's going to come in his lifetime. Like Like soon. Soon. And and he's equipping people. And we're supposed to live like that. We should always believe that. So enough of those things must have been happening for him to, to think that, even back in his day.
1: And if you pay attention to worldwide news, you have probably seen, even in your lifetime, maybe even when you were younger, and obviously there have been many different situations, many different suspicions, many people have been suspicious that an Antichrist was Hitler, that many people have been suspicious that there were many different world leaders that were Antichrist. Now, remember the Bible has little A, big A, Right. And there are many little a antichrists. Right. And so um, I wouldn't even give true. the
0: one a big A myself, but
1: that's right. But it's just <laughs> biblically speaking. And so the reality is, though, you guys, we just want to be biblical as Christians. We want to read the Bible. We want to have our eyes wide open. We don't want our children to be unprepared. Yeah. Our job, you guys, you know that the tagline of Courageous Parenting is equipping confident, courageous Christian kids for an uncertain world. We realize now more than ever that, yeah, uncertain is tomorrow. Does that mean we panic and we freak out? No, that's where the trust and reliance and contentment in Christ comes from, right? And so we want to lead our children in that, but we also don't want to dodge certain scriptures because they might be kind
0: of scared now even the effort paul talks about not being divided so not Mm -hmm. so we you could even be divided in what you're supposed to prioritize and focus on by focusing too much on prepping it says don't be divided what is the purpose of your life it is to help people understand the gospel And accept Jesus in our life. That is the main thing. Now we can do lots of different things uh, with that being a motivation. So that's important.
1: You know, it's interesting. I was just thinking. um, So as we're stepping into our very first topic, which is about the spiritual aspect of prepping, because this is obviously the most important, that's the most important to us. It's the most important to the Lord. Um, As parents, it should be your main priority in equipping confident, courageous kids for the certain world um, and there are many many scriptures that we could go through, many that are probably popping into your mind as well. But one of the things that we are talking about which I'll just refer to Luke 21:11 real quick because it says there will be great earthquakes in various places, famines and pestilences. OK, there will be terrors and great signs from heaven and goes on and on and on. This is the scripture that I was suggesting to read together, Matthew 24, Luke 21. Um, but the thing is, is all of these words are plural. Earthquakes, OK, famines, pestilences, mm-hmm. right, which would be an epidemic. I even looked up the definition of pestilences, which is a contagious or infectious epidemic disease that is devastating. There are going to be multiple of all of these things in end times. And like I was saying, if you look back on even just your lifetime, you think about the history that you've learned over the years. These Mm -hmm. kinds of things have been happening all over the world for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And for many, many years, Christians always believed they were living in end times because the reality is end times began when Jesus ascended to heaven, right? And he left us the Holy Spirit. so we need to use discernment and wisdom, Mm -hmm. but recognizing, that there's a spiritual aspect of teaching our kids what to expect so that they're not shocked and caught off guard and going, what? No, It's like what you were just saying. Paul was living like today should be our last, but having vision. Yeah for sharing the gospel and being on purpose with your life. And that is what we need to pass down to our kids.
0: Amen. And so before we go into this first point, um, thank you for being part of the One Million Legacies Movement. Uh, CourageousParenting.com is where all the resources show notes, free, lots of free resources like a date night once sheet and, uh, you know, to free workshops you can sign up for mm-hmm. that we run. Many, yeah. uh, Healthy some... Home Hacks to the uh, Courageous Parenting, Courageous Parenting, Parenting Workshop. Workshop. Uh, People are raving about these things. Thousands of people have gone through these things. They're completely free. Of course, we're always going to invite you into something at the end. I'm just letting you know, you can say no, uh, or don't say anything, just move on and get the good content, right? But if you're interested in other things like the Parenting Mentor Program, Mm -hmm. uh, CourageousParenting.com, you can see that homeschooling blueprint, almost a 1000 uh people have taken full advantage of that people are raving about it 45 page workbook too Mm -hmm. all kinds of resources also courageousmom.com we don't say it too often but there's lots of good resources there too postpartum course uh uh, redeeming childbirth book best-selling book all those things we're not promoting that to promote ourselves it is how we uh, provide for our family it is how we invest in the ministry and move things forward. And also you can donate at CourageousParenting.com if you'd like to, um, as that helps us uh, with fees, uh, overcoming ch- uh, recent challenges in the past you might know about to uh, investing in uh, needed equipment that's coming up. Uh, the, the, you guys helped us uh, actually remodel the studio. Some of the money people gave helped us to be able to do that.
1: Yeah, which is super, super exciting. It'll be the first time that we have a workspace that's not in our bedroom.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. So uh, we're committed and we're going to go beyond a million legacies and that's yeah. from your encouragement. People tell us that. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be way more than a million legacies. Amen yeah. to that. It's- Okay. Uh, So let's dive in. You have jurisdictions. This is the pre-point to the main point here, spiritual preparation. You have jurisdictions uh, to protect your family. You have jurisdictions to provide for your family. You have jurisdictions to equip your family. You have jurisdictions to love your family.
1: Mm -hmm. And I mean, we talked about this in Civil Disobedience podcast many times ago about the dominion. Yeah. right? Which is in Genesis chapter two, three, four. When you guys read through that scripture and you realize that God gave dominion to care for creation and to to steward yeah. what he has given us and what what is here, it's actually his. Yeah. We have a different kind of perspective, perspective right? And so yeah. to where we go, oh, okay. So God's given us a job to do. Mm-hmm. He's given us dominion, He's given us jurisdictions. So we're going to talk about the most important one, which is spiritually preparing yourself and your children yeah. for uncertain times. Right. Cause they're going to experience persecution. Mm-hmm. They're going to experience, um, and, and persecution comes in many different forms, right? I just read a little bit about people being unloving to one another and hating one another mm-hmm. and different things like that. And so there's an element of like, you need to have that conversation with your kids. Like if you have 10 year olds and 11 year olds and 12 year olds and they're proclaiming Christ, they people are gonna, there are gonna be kids that hate them, yeah, right? Yeah. So,
0: so that's all the spiritual prep is so important. Like, um, you know, what you're talking about is are they prepared to stand strong when people don't like it? Are they prepared to stand strong for biblical truth when it's ridic- ridiculed and mocked? Are they prepared to do that? Well, do you have any stories yourself you can share with them? When you share biblical truth Mm -hmm. and you are mocked, you are ridiculed, those are invaluable things to share with your kids. They don't need to witness these things. But if you share the Mm -hmm. stories, we need to become better storytellers. It's so important. Angie shared a wonderful story this morning. It had to do with the scripture I was teaching that had to do with our history and her Mm -hmm. history before we got married. And it was just so edifying to the family and their knowledge and their Mm -hmm. understanding. And so maybe you could do a date night. This is just, just thought of this, but do a date night. We should do this too. Where we just think about what are more stories that we can share that are powerful yeah. that can really anchor in uh, really powerful points? And I think the w- way things are going, we need to share stories about when we shared the gospel. I know Angie has them in Turkey uh, doing missionary trips. In America, uh, I know how you have them from experiences the in world. the business world, um, uh, every day, uh, you know in life, uh, on airplanes. Mm -hmm. Uh, talking to strangers, uh, where, you know, people shut down and become closed to the gospel and they have stories where they become open and, and people have accepted the Lord and, mm-hmm. and those kinds of things. You want those stories. Right. I want to take a moment and give you something for free, if you haven't got it already, is the Date Night One Sheet. It is a beautiful document you can download that will have some key questions on it for your date night to just get an alignment about what's most important for your family. No matter what time of year, it's always important to recalibrate. You can get that by going to CourageousParenting.com and subscribing to our mailing list. Uh, Also, you can get all of our show notes and everything at CourageousParenting.com. And I also just want to share real quick about the Parenting Mentor Program. So many families are being transformed by going through this. Uh, It's the six-week self-paced program uh, with live engagement from us and even direct interaction. So if you want to join us, uh, here's a little bit more about it. You can find out more at CourageousParenting.com com Steve and I realized that we were getting too comfortable with the world's vision of how to raise our children. What Angie and Isaac have done in creating
1: this is literally phenomenal this program provided awesome scripture-based teachings and just some really great practical applications. This class has just really rocked my world. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving, or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart. We now have a game plan to how we want to raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind. It's not just these hypothetical situations or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's, let me show you where in scripture this is. Do your legacy a favor and yourself a favor and just do it. One of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year and I could not recommend it more. We're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights to be leaders for the next generation. And so what is one of the best ways that you can prepare your kids? Obviously, this is like a Sunday school question, right? Where yeah. the kids go, read the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or they always answer Jesus. Yeah. And the truth is, though, is this really is the best spiritual prep. It is actually going to give you wisdom as to how to even prep on a practical level of providing for your family, which is another jurisdiction that you guys have as a married couple, right? Um, specifically God made men. They're just innately grown. They they're, they're created in a way where they care about providing for their families. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying women don't, we do for sure, but it comes out in a very different, different kind of way. Like I I'm thinking about what I'm going to make for dinner. And I love Creating something yeah. that's going to taste good for me, yeah, food is fuel, but I actually like it better when it tastes yummy, not just fuel, <laughs> right? So, so, he, but you know, if Isaac was focused or it was his main thing to be cooking food, we'd probably be eating a lot of carrots and hummus, and, which are good, but you know, you just you have different you jurisdictions,
0: carrots and hummus. <laughs> no, we'd probably be eating
1: pancakes and burritos
0: <laughs> or steak.
1: Yeah, or meat. Yeah, but um, the reality is is you have different jurisdictions. Yeah. There are things that you think about more because you're created differently, and that's a beautiful thing. You work together as a team, but the reality is, is the more you read the Word of God, the more it actually puts things on your mind regarding providing. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, which is what we're talking about being ready to provide for your family and not just for your family, you guys. Um, just when you think about the concept of stewardship using Psalm 24 verse one, which says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof the world and those who dwell therein Mm -hmm. for he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. And the reality is, is everything here, everything, you, me, all, like everything that we have is actually God's, okay? And when we own something, if you will, it's that we are to steward it for God. But but more so, it's not just stewarding it for God. What does that mean? What does it mean to steward something for God? Mm-hmm. It means
0: use it well for the purposes of people knowing him. And sometimes just helping somebody, there's like, wow, this person's so generous with their time. They're so. Uh, they're letting me use the saw or whatever it is that is stewarding your things well for the gospel
1: it is and it's for the it's for the gospel for the growth expansion of Mm -hmm. the kingdom of god and so you guys heard us when we were talking in some of our podcasts way even a year ago when we were talking about covid and we were Mm -hmm. talking about hey do you have medicine can you help a neighbor Mm -hmm. when you buy things when you have extra potatoes when you have extra toilet paper because that was a big thing remember (laughs) a year ago everybody was running out of toilet paper if you have have these things and you're prepared, then you can actually serve and be a light by loving your neighbor as you want to be. Loved. I remember
0: it, on that note, I remember a time where when we had financial disaster, we've talked about this before. You can mm-hmm. re- listen to previous episodes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we had our seventh kid. Um, yeah. you, you were home with the kids. Um, my source of income disappeared. That was the source of income. And... Um, Mm -hmm. we had no savings left because it all got wiped out in this financial challenge of a business failing. Mm -hmm. And I remember a brother who was prepared Mm -hmm. for his family and for others. And they brought a truckload of meat over. And that was incredible. And And it was like, he didn't know this. But prior to that, our kids were desiring more meat and you weren't able to cook meat for a little bit. We weren't, they literally we got weren't, to that point. It was we interesting.
1: Yeah. I mean, we have so many boys and we could literally couldn't afford meat. Meat is very expensive. And so we were eating a lot more oatmeal. At yeah. That, time. that was our
0: job kind of time. And, yeah. uh, not to that level, but you know, um, but it was, it was tough. And, um, and the kids were overjoyed. Whereas what they used to take for granted of, do we always have meat? Mm-hmm. Um, They were overjoyed. They couldn't wait to help unpack the truck. And it was freezers full of just awesome meat. And And that's because that brother had plenty.
1: Right. And so you guys, and and it was during a time when maybe the rest of the world was not struggling with things, right? Right now, our whole world has been struggling with a disease, with a pestilence, if you will, and the ramifications thereof, it, whether it's people being depressed and then committing suicide, struggling with being isolated, Mm -hmm. losing their job, not having finances, Mm -hmm. not being able to pay their monthly mortgage or their rent bill, um, not being able to buy medicine even. And so the reality is, is right now there is more need around you on a very practical level than ever has been before. And, what does the Bible say? I think it's in um, Galatians. It even says to take care first of the, those in the household of faith. Are there needs within your church body? Mm-hmm. Are there needs within your biblical community that you are living amongst? And if there are, if one is suffering, the whole suffers, like you should be suffering and thinking about them and praying for them. And so Anyway, as we're as we're talking about spiritual preparation and stuff, is it's important that we understand that all of these different concepts, we've talked about dominion mm-hmm. and jurisdiction. We've talked about stewardship. Mm-hmm. We've talked about um, many different little aspects that are taught all throughout the word of God. And so the best way to spiritually prepare for uncertain times is to know the whole word of God as much as possible because that's what is your guide. It is the yeah. light unto your path so that you don't create an idol out of, I don't know, having a property yeah. or whatever.
0: I think a practical step of helping your kids. So let's get practical about what do you teach your kids about end times? How do you teach about end times to your kids? I think people just perked up right now. They're like, yeah. okay, how do you do this? Mm-hmm. Well, in business, you often hear the term, start with the end in mind. And in a lot of ways, I think a faith is strengthened when we understand the end. And it's not an an end, which is what's beautiful about it. Uh, actually, for anybody, everybody spends eternity, whether it's in hell or heaven. Okay, so um, I just that's what I read in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, where do we want to spend our eternity, and where do we want people we care about and love to spend eternity? Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you want your kids to be excited about sharing the gospel and equipped to do that and have a really deep understanding of their faith, they must understand the transition into heaven. They must understand the, the challenges that are going to happen on this earth that are redeemed by uh, for the believers. And um, I think that's very, very important. And, and, and also, the more somebody knows about something, the less alarmed they are about change. The more we know about what the Bible says about end times the more equipped we are to handle challenges because and to have a biblical perspective and yeah. to understand the whole thing. And I think too often parents uh, are uneducated themselves sometimes, or they just don't share full biblical truth with their kids. Okay. And they, if, I can understand at a certain point, it's like, well, okay, if they're real little, I don't want to scare them. Mm-hmm. There is, prudence mm-hmm. to that. Prudence mm-hmm. is a good word. There's prudence to that. Um, so you have to decide what age and spiritual maturity, but usually people do it too late. That's it. so Err on a little sooner than you think you should is uh, what I would do.
1: And part of this is also, um, so the equipping aspect of, of what we're talking about in the spiritual end is reading the word of God with your kids without eliminating parts of scripture, right? Mm. And so that was interesting that, this week, wasn't it? Yeah, and yeah, it certainly <laughs> was. Um, well, there have been many times as we've just gone through books of the Bible with our kids, right? I remember going through Romans and being like, "Whew, okay, here we go." We,
0: we're in First yeah. Corinthians right now, so we were just talking about uh, marriage, lust,
1: <laughs> and yeah, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, every book. Remember when we were going through Revelations with the yeah. kids, just even this last year, and reading things and and. Trying to discern and teach and just, you know, if you guys just stick to reading the Bible, you don't have to have a bunch of commentaries. This is God's word and it's sufficient for teaching. You got to remember that. And so this is the best equipping, but... When I think of equipping and what you're putting on with spiritual armor, I can't help but think of Ephesians chapter six.
0: I don't think we need to read the whole thing. You guys are familiar with the whole armor of God, but here's yeah. where it is. And you should read this to your kids. Ephesians six, 10 through 20. It's quite yeah. long. So I want to get to some other things, but go ahead and read that mm-hmm. to your kids and parts of it and be able to verse it. Maybe you guys memorize it together because mm-hmm. that's really equipping when it's written on when scripture is written on. Uh, the tablets of your heart, right? The scripture says right. it's so important. So that would be one worthy of memorizing as a family.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and praying. I, so I, so it seeps into people's prayers. Mm-hmm. Super cool.
1: Praying for people to be strengthened. And obviously this talks about your feet fitted in the gospel of peace, right? Well, you, what is that? It's in the word of God, yeah. which is what we're talking about. Um, the belt of truth. And so equipping your kids and understanding the difference between truth and deception which is huge for today that is part of how you equip them on a spiritual level is to be able to discern false teaching which we talked about there are going to be many who lead you astray in end times
0: so and that is
1: happening so when we're talking about spiritual prep for your kids it's not just or or prepping with a biblical mindset mindset it's not just oh, what do you have that you could barter with in the future? We'll talk about that stuff in the next episode. But it's also, listen, guys, this is the most important thing. Like, can your kids understand truth from lies from the devil? Because that deception, all the devil wants is a little bit of deception, a little bit of room to get his foot in the door. And then he can lead your kids down that slippery slope of temptation and sin and destruction. And like Isaac said, there is an eternity, and we're either going to spend it with Jesus or not. And okay. so our kids need to know that. They need to know the full gospel.
0: Know the full gospel and and know what's going to happen. And so, frankly, we just read the Bible, the scriptures we gave you. We've read those to our kids before yeah. about what's going to happen. And then you know what? I talk about current events. I talk about Mm -hmm. the locusts in Africa, not definitively saying that is a a, a biblical event or something like that, but you know, it's, but it's, but it's interesting. All the, 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 the dead fish, like the hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of dead fish that die all in the same place. And nobody knows why, or all these just interesting things I think are fascinating. Mm -hmm. It's like, while they're in our home, I want to let them know about the things happening in the world. Mm -hmm. And It's important that they understand the fragility of this world because there's no fragility in God. And I like to contrast that. And when you share the reality of things, not to create fear and anxiety, but it's just to show how fragile this world is. And that's not something to rely on. We can rely on God. I'll give you an example right now. In the Suez Canal, there is a container ship with 2,000 shipping containers on it that went crooked, and the, the front of the boat hit the side and the back of the boat is against the other side. And it stopped 10% of the world uh, shipping. Trade. Trade. And yes. it's still stuck. It's been maybe five days now. And there's this iconic picture, you can look it up, of one um, scoop tractor, you know, with the like thing a bucket backhoe. on it, like a backhoe, uh, in the front of this huge ship on the bank, trying to scoop out the dirt to <laughs> <Excavator>. relieve. <laughs> so that one dude is like trying to influence you know, 10% of the world's trade.
1: It'll be more than 10% real fast, though, if it's yeah. sitting there that long. But the reality is, well, you know, you want your kids to have their their eyes set on Jesus and the reality that this is their temporary home, that heaven is our eternal home. And so while you're in the midst of that that perspective, think about that. How beautiful is that, right? But could people take it too far and go, well, then that means that I don't need to, to be prepared and for uncertain times. I mean, if I get a disease and my kids get a disease and we die, mm-hmm. well, we're going to be with Jesus. Like mm-hmm. People could go to an extreme level mm-hmm. the opposite way mm-hmm. to where they're forgetting that God put them here for a purpose in this generation Amen. for a reason and that we need to do our best to steward our bodies, right? Our holy temples, we need to take care of our children. All these jurisdictions are equally, they're important while at the same time. It's the paradox of Christianity, of understanding and not not, um, desiring more than what you have, being content, but at the same time, not becoming complacent and being excited to grow and be responsible. Amen. And I just want to share with you guys from Deuteronomy, um, I, I'm going to share from chapter eight, verse 18, but this whole chapter is about remembering the Lord, your God. And it's talking about all the things where that the Israelites went through and then they forget about God. And he's like, remember the Lord, your God, right? Verse 15 said, who led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with its fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty ground, where there was no water, who brought you water out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna that your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and test you, to do you good in the end, right? And then I think about James chapter one that says that we will experience many trials, my brethren, mm-hmm. and why mm-hmm. we should we should count it joy when we experience trials of many kinds because it produces perseverance and patience and all these good things, so that we're not lacking anything. You can go look that one up. But it continues, it says in verse 17, Beware, lest you say in your heart, My power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you power to get wealth, that He may confirm His covenant that He swore to your fathers as it is this day. And so, you guys... Yes, we want to be providing, we want to be, we want to be equipping our kids, but this is part of what we need to teach them. If the Lord blesses us and we are able to have more than what we need so that we can bless other people. We need our kids, our kids should know that that's why and that he's the one that provided it. They shouldn't see pridefulness of how successful I am and, and different uh, things like that.
0: I think a big thing that we're going to see just we see now growing in society mm-hmm. is idol worship. And just remember, idol worship is Instagram, idol worship is flipping too, through too long and occupying mm-hmm. too near your time. If social media robs people of reading the Bible, that's idol worship. Um, it's replacing something that God wants us to do with something that is just less important, mm-hmm. putting too much importance on something that should be mm-hmm. inferior to the most important things. That's idol yeah. worship. So, you know, we're going to see I- idolatry growing increasingly towards then. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what do we have to do with our kids? Part of equip, preparing them spiritually, uh, prep, uh, being a spiritual prepper, that's mm-hmm. this point is for idol worship is to to combat that, to check that with themselves, to have accountability with mm-hmm. others is super important. And the other thing is their ability to share the gospel. And so maybe you need some refreshers on sharing the gospel. Mm-hmm. You know, a great question. I like to ask people, um, this is no equation, okay? Mm-hmm. A lot of times when I share the gospel, it's very fluid. It's very organic. But sometimes you need to start with a little bit of an equation for a young person. Mm-hmm. So you can think about that. But I usually like to ask a new person at mm-hmm. some point when the spirit prompts me, hey, do you have any spiritual beliefs? I would love that question, because whether they're Christian or not, it is a deep question. It's not something you say yes or no to. And it opens up a dialogue. And from there, I let the spirit lead me. Um, but sometimes that's good. And sometimes you'll ask that question and, and they just say no. And you you start talking about other things or they, they say no. And they ask you, well, do you have any spiritual beliefs? Mm -hmm. And it's just a really good question. So anyways, that's worked well for me.
1: I would say too, when I think back to when I was a younger kid, because we're talking about spiritually preparing your own heart and your kid's heart. So Isaac talked about what he does as an adult. When I was a kid, I remember being equipped with understanding how to take someone through what we call the Romans road. It's been around forever. It's just a sequence of about five different scriptures. um, Romans 3, 23, Romans 6, 23. And what I did, and you could easily do this with your kids if they're maybe nine years old and up, you could have them get their Bibles out and you can take them through these scriptures and have them put little tabs on it. But you know what I did? I remembered the first verse. Mm-hmm. And then in the column of my Bible, right next to that verse, I would write the next verse that I go to. Mm-hmm. And then next to the ver- that second verse, I would write... The third verse that I go to so that when I am having a conversation with someone, if I do have the opportunity to pull out the Bible, I don't have to get all like nervous and scared Mm -hmm. because we're talking about kids and teenagers here, right? And so this is a very simple way that you can help your kids to be equipped with scripture, with the word of God, if they are ever to get into that situation where they get to share the gospel, that you can teach them where to go in the Bible to share the gospel. And
0: where to have an answer for people. And so maybe just Google Romans Road, mm-hmm. equip your Bible that way,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you can teach that to your kids at the, at the age that you think is appropriate. Mm-hmm. But remember, earlier than you think is appropriate is usually the case. Okay. Yeah.
1: So we've been talking a lot about, you know, uncertain times. Yeah. It's the end. People yeah. could start to worry yeah. and struggle with contentment, right? Yeah. And so there's a passage of scripture in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. I love it. Yeah, so um, good.
0: Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field and how they grow, and they neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it goes on.
1: It goes on. But, you know, this is a really great passage of Scripture to go through with your kids, even maybe for you to meditate on, because I, I as we're talking about idols— and how sometimes people can make prepping an idol, right? Yeah. Where that becomes their focus. That's all they're spending their time on. Maybe they're so focused on working so that they can buy that generator. They're so f- focused on making more money so that they can buy more land or is. We're not against these things, by the way. No, 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 no. But We're I'm just saying,
0: yeah.
1: yeah, doing these things does not mean you've made an idol out of them, yeah. you guys. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is anything. That we work hard towards acquiring can easily become an idol if we don't keep our hearts in check. And so, having this scripture written on our hearts and memorized and thinking about it Mm -hmm. while in the process of working hard because God put us here to work and wanting to provide for our families, good things because. God is good and he likes to provide good things for his children too. So why wouldn't we want to provide good things for our family? That's a good thing. But make sure that your kids are not so... Sometimes when parents might have this right perspective, sometimes kids don't see this side of the parent's heart where they are not being anxious and they are content, but they're working hard.
0: And and let's not let this be a scripture we use as a weapon against people feeling called to prepare in certain ways. Uh, This is really important. I've heard this from the pulpit being talked about, Mm -hmm. which causing people to be in need when maybe they didn't need to be, they Mm -hmm. could have done a little bit of work and a little bit of preparation. uh, And they could have been even a more of a blessing to the body of Christ that couldn't do those things. And so Mm -hmm. I think the key word here is worry. Do not worry. We're not not to work. We shouldn't do these things because we're worried or anxious. We should do things that are prudent and wise.
1: Right. I I mean, I even think about Proverbs 31, which maybe we'll go over that in in part two, um, because obviously the Proverbs 31 woman, she laughs at the days to come. What are the days to come? Peril. The end times. She laughs at the days to come because she's ready. It's not a bad thing to be ready. Hey, can I also just say, how many times have we been the recipient? You told the story about a brother in Christ who brought us meat. Yeah. God brought us meat. God provided us meat. Does that mean that that man is God? No. No. That means he was a brother in Christ listening to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit used him and his abundance to provide for us because it's all God's. Mm -hmm. And so the reality is, is if we have that mind perspective and you are prepared you might get to be get to be the one that God uses to bless other people when they are truly in need and that actually you guys it's these physical um the 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 physical practical ways that we love people that is the first thing that Jesus did when he was on earth before he said go and sin no more. Yeah. He took care of people practically first. He he would heal them and then he'd say go and sin no more. Yeah. And he would so he took care of physical needs and then he pointed them to God. And if we are really going to take to heart that Jesus was he is God and we want to point people to him but that we also see the responsibility in in our part that he has this is part of his way of taking care of people. This is how he, he, he takes care of the birds, right? Yeah. But if you plant a tree outside and the birds that are endangered just so happen to like huckleberries or, Mm. or they can't find any other food. Is God using your fruit to take care of his birds? Yeah. Yeah. But it's not your fruit. It's God. So, so my point is, is yes, God takes care of these people. But he uses other people and the things that he's given them to do so sometimes.
0: So spiritual prep, there's a reason we started with this, because if you miss this one, everything else is done probably with the wrong motivation, the wrong uh, energy behind it. Uh, And for maybe uh, the reasons of that, we almost think we need to be like God and Mm -hmm. taking care of ourselves because maybe our relationship isn't as strong with God. We need to keep the spiritual prep at the first and foremost most important thing for the spreading of the gospel. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean there isn't practicality in preparing for things, mm-hmm. there absolutely is. And that's our final point for today. And then we're gonna go into three really killer points next week, uh, which includes a big a list in why we're doing certain things. Uh, that are practical for preparation. Mm-hmm. But this final point here is resourcefulness. We want our kids to be resourceful. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we need to model resourcefulness. One of the things that has been so great. Now, as we mentioned things, by the way, before I go into that, as we mentioned things, we're all in different situations. We're all in different, uh, jobs, walks, jobs <laughs> walks of life at the moment. There was times, like when we got that meet, where there was no way I could think about, um, you know, preparing, uh, if it costs money, and you might be in that situation right now. Hey, we all have different ebbs and flows of times and challenges and things like that. So this isn't prescriptive of what we're saying, you need to do the exact same Mm -hmm. thing. But we are just sharing our life together. And we're Mm -hmm. in a season now, where um, these things are starting to happen. God's allowing some of these things to happen, which is we're rejoicing. And some of these, all of these things, actually, we prayed hard for, for years mm-hmm. to be able to do these things. So, um, but here's resourcefulness tools. One of the blessings of moving to a house that needs some renovations into, um, you know, the, the need for having a studio that we could work in and things like that. Cause there's no office in the house is that we needed to get tools. Back when I had the big financial disaster, we had to get rid of all our tools.
1: Not get well. So when them. he said he means sell garage them. sale. Yeah, we did a garage sale, and that was what paid for our three month RV trip.
0: Yeah, yeah, because you know, I, I, my priorities were that that was the most important thing at that at that mm-hmm. time, more important than my tools. Yeah. Actually, sold my guns too. Yeah. Yeah, and sold sold all kinds of things to be able to do that trip because it was a promise to my kids. Um,
1: Something we had waited on for a decade. Yeah,
0: actually. And God provided, and he and we found a way to do it. But uh, tools, so we're able to get tools again. And every time I buy a tool, it's a like a legacy tool, and it's a it's a neighbor tool. It's a I, I go wow, I bet you a neighbor's going to need this at some point. I can't wait to share it with them. These are thoughts I've been having. Yeah. Oh, I, I bet you Drew and Luke are going to use this when they build something or maybe one of them is going to build their own house or Or maybe maybe Drew's going to be a builder in a business because he's really taken on to this thing and I just go wow this is a resource until he can buy his own he can just use mine and my neighbors can use them as they're building houses in the area or they're Mm -hmm. uh, doing things and so I just get excited about it I'm like this is a tool so I sometimes buy a little bit of a better tool so it'll last because I know it's not just going to be me using it Mm -hmm. and so tools that's resourcefulness because and we don't have to have all the tools. No. Cuz the beauty is someone else has tools you can use when you need them too. But what tools do you, can you use?
1: I love that because it's so symbolic of uh, even in Corinthians when it's talking about the body of Christ and the Holy Spirit distributing the gifts among the body. Yeah. Right? Everybody has different tools, different gifts, yeah. different talents to be able to serve one another. So
0: in practicality, this is like we we got a little portable table saw. Mm-hmm. And it's so nice by the way. It's just so nice to use and it's, we, we used it to, to build the studio, but also I know other people are going to use it. And okay?
1: Drew's using it to build a chicken coop. And how, how great is it that we are able to learn skills, right, mm-hmm. with our kids and equip them with a resourcefulness where then they can go and bless neighbors or bless other people as well to help them with projects. That's already something that's being talked about. Now, a lot. you
0: you might be hearing this and going, well, I didn't grow up with tools. I don't know how to do that. I didn't grow up doing chickens. I didn't grow up having gardens and these different things we, might, we will be talking about in yeah. the episode two. Mm-hmm. And just remember, well... We, we weren't experts <laughs> in these things either. Okay. So, no, no. you know, we, we may have some uh, very minimal experience in these, in some of these things and none at all with others. We learn, we're constantly learning new things. Yeah. There is nothing you can't learn within reason. Okay. But we can learn things, everything we're talking about. Anybody can learn. Okay. So skills, skill development, you know, uh, you mentioned something interesting that when we lived in a neighborhood, we were really focused on academics and in books which is good but it
1: was a short it was a season it was a
0: season but now that god has provided land for us to be Mm -hmm. on we're able to shift some of that energy towards practical skill development. Mm-hmm. I think it's super important.
1: Using some of the knowledge of the things that the kids have been reading about. For example, um, our 10 year old had been reading in nature readers about wasps and hornets and all the things. And and it's funny because we've used these same nature readers with almost all of our kids. And our 14 year old now, Drew, who's been working on the studio, dad's been fighting the hornets and the wasps. Not really fighting them. They haven't really hatched yet, but you've yeah. been getting them out in in preparation. We're winning. We're winning the battle so far. So, but Drew actually surprised me yesterday and he starts giving me all this information on hornets and wasps because he read that Nature Reader. Five years ago, and so look at how it makes their education yeah. practical, useful for today. Same thing with math, right? Like he's doing different algebraic equations and angles, and here he is building chicken uh, chicken coop and nesting boxes and all these different things. He's coming up with um, engineering ideas to make cleaning out the boxes easier and how to
0: feed them without constantly refilling the feed and, and, and using and, oh, PVC Mom, we... piping and googling things. And we can yeah. do this so that they can last a week week without us having to put food in there.
1: Yeah. And oh man, I can't even tell you, you guys, it's just fun to see that spark come alive in your kids in that kind of way, or even the electrical engineering, right? To have a neighbor who is actually good at that. You guys trenched it, laid wire, all these things. He comes out and he's showing Drew what he's doing. And one day we have electricity out there. And so while we're doing these things, our kids are learning life skills that are going to make them resourceful. Yeah, and it's also resourceful because once we're able to have a place for the chickens, they will lay eggs, which will provide food for our family and beyond, maybe yeah. neighbors if it's needed.
0: And we're thinking about that. Like we made it, there may be people on our mm-hmm. land at some point uh, camping or whatever. You know, if something happens elsewhere, and so we're just kind of we're preparing with a, a, a community mindset too. Um, income, resourcefulness of income. You know, mm-hmm. are we get generating income in a way? That could be obsolete someday mm-hmm. are we generating income in a way that's singularly focused mm-hmm. um the, and, and those things can be great but just be aware that you might need to have multiple uh, d- paths to income and that's why for example i encouraged angie to do the young living because mm-hmm. one that was there's certain reasons i did a video on it why that's a good business but Um, It doesn't occupy too much of her time. She's able to do it and she's passionate about those things. So Mm -hmm. whereas, you know, I do some side consulting to be able to I hustle extra hard to be able to support and do some of these different things we feel called to do uh, and pay off um, legal fees for for other things and just different things going on. Um, So, you know, or, you know, the ministry, right, is we're doing what God's called us to do. So how can you think about together as your marriage team, um, to add one more source of income potentially, mm-hmm. um, that kind of makes it. Um, that's not going at Matt, against Matthew six twenty five. It's not. You're not going to worry nice. about tomorrow, so you find another source of income. That would be wrong. I
1: I think that, you know, we talked about this um, before with the COVID podcast as well, because a lot of people um, realized, whoa, I thought I had this secure job. And then all of a sudden they couldn't, like if their job didn't allow them to be able to be done on Zoom, for example, Mm -hmm. right? And there was a shelter in place. And so we had warned people and said, listen, do you have something that you could be building now so that if something like this happens again, because remember- Using wisdom means knowing the whole Bible, realizing pestilences is is plural. Famines is plural. It's going to continue. And these things have to continue to happen because they're birth pains. If you've ever watched a woman give birth, it doesn't slow down. Yeah, It doesn't, especially when you hit transition. It's like, woo, 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 right? Like this is go time. And so the reality is, is guys, even if stuff doesn't happen in our lifetime. We're not giving some prophecy of like, oh, you better get, that's not what I'm saying. Even if this doesn't happen in your lifetime, wouldn't you see that it was a beneficial art and concept and spiritual discipline and spiritual teaching to be passing on to your kids because it could happen in theirs. And if it doesn't happen in theirs, they need to be teaching their kids and their kids and their kids so that when it does, because it will eventually Mm -hmm. come to the end. They are prepared so that they can do the work of the gospel, which is first helping people with their physical needs and being able to have a reason to be sharing the gospel with people. Yeah. that That's it. Yeah. That's the core.
0: Yeah. So I think those are good things to think about. Um, practical books is resourceful.
1: Yeah.
0: What if um, power goes out? What if the internet goes down? Do you, you have can't all of just, your
1: books on Kindle? Do you,
0: yeah. We've become so accustomed to be able to Google it
1: or listening to, on to Audible.
0: Ask Siri. Ask your device in your home. Listen
1: which to a podcast. I advise yeah. against
0: putting an Alexa or something in your home that can hear everything. But yeah. I guess your phones probably can hear too. But um, but anyways, I you know we what if what if you can't ask? What if you can't just Google it? What
1: if the Bibles are made illegal like they are in many countries around the world? I mean, I mean, I'm just saying that and you might go, oh, that's not going to happen. Can I just say, yeah, you also probably thought what happened last year wasn't ever going to happen. But that has been happening in other countries around the world for many, many years. And the reality is, is, yeah, when I say, do we are we memorizing scripture? I'm not kidding. Like this is. We all need to be memorizing scripture because we might not have this.
0: What about resourcefulness and getting around? You know, in New York, they just uh, uh, they have the first uh, vaccine passport coming out. IBM partnered uh, with the state, and that's coming out. Initially, from what I read, is that it's going to be for events and venues and things like that uh, to prove that you've been vaccinated uh, to be able to go in those or negative tests as of right now. Right. So there's the or there, but once you start something, you could easily just get rid of the or, mm-hmm. and then you can make it used for more things like going to the grocery store or whatever. So just something to think about maybe on the vaccine thing, I'm not making an argument about vaccines here. Um, so if you're for the vaccine, that's your prerogative and no problem. Um, but if you're against that's something to think about. So, um, you know, those things are important to think mm-hmm. about. Also seeds, just having seeds. Maybe you don't have land or a garden right now, but you know, there might be value. It's so inexpensive to have seeds. Yeah, Maybe maybe you won't be able to get those, resourcefulness.
1: And you briefly mentioned books, but I can't help but think of education if we're trying to raise our kids to be resourceful into the next generation. And I think we need to be thinking multiple generations here. I know that when I bought curriculums, I've hung on to a majority of them. I did Mm -hmm. give a lot away when we moved here, actually. Um, But the reality is, is it's going to become harder and harder. These Christian curriculums, Christian fireside readings, if you will, Christian read-alouds may potentially become more scarce and more scarce. I mean, come on, look at how, and now Dr. Seuss is not a Christian book or author by any means, but look at how the cancel culture has tried to get rid of that, just Dr. Seuss. Mm -hmm. How much more would they love to get rid of the Bible? How much more would they love to get rid of um, Christian Liberty Press curriculums, for Mm. example, or any of the good literature from the past? I mean, if, if the United States government education system is is trying to eliminate um holocaust american revolution and civil war and world war one and world war two from curriculum what else are they going to eliminate they've already eliminated prayer and christianity they haven't eliminated religion just christianity i'll say that so the reality is that yeah we should be in resourceful and realize that investing in some good books for our kids and our grandkids and our great grandkids—what are have books that are not worthy?
0: They're not going to be around anymore because the the printing places, the Amazons, the those places they're in the world—they stop, stop. It's going to be hard to find certain things that accurately depict American history or the history of your country if it's different, and these kinds of things. So mm-hmm. it's just important, or even
1: teach biblical concepts. Yeah,
0: right. So so important to think about like really, I think it's wise to build your library. Mm -hmm. It always has been more than ever, I would say, build your library of practical, important books. Uh, You say, Well, I could Google it. Well, Google, did you hear the word I used Google it Google does not want to uh, put uh, conservative ideas out front Google does uh, is an antagonist against biblical truth. Mm -hmm. uh, And they're controlling what pops up when you search things. So mm-hmm. just, just think about this. Okay. Um, and those yeah. kinds of things, there's other search engines you can use duck, go and things like that. But you Even know,
1: those we don't know where they'll be in five years or two right. years or whatnot. So the reality is, is that, you know, guys, years ago, we've said this multiple times when we got married, Isaac said, Hey, and there's two things you don't ever have to worry about skipping on. And I will do my best to provide it's good, healthy food and good, healthy books.
0: You can imagine when I couldn't do that for a period of time where we were struggling to do that. It was hard for me because those two things always were not priority. Yeah. Um, but we go through phases, right? And mm-hmm. the last uh, point is what are things you have that you could barter with? What if money becomes not important anymore to anybody? Um, mm-hmm. You know, what are things you can barter with? Or is, is some portion of cryptocurrency uh, valuable? That's for you to decide. It's an interesting thing happening right now. Uh, the dollar is going to be c- depleted. Uh, I know there's people all around the world, maybe your currency is being depleted um, for the purpose of, and you know, by the way, the global reset's a real thing. And this is not a conspiracy theory. Uh, Leaders of nations talk about it. Um, uh, Global Mm -hmm. reset, globalization. So if you uh, plan on living
1: for 10 more years, it's an important thing for you to look into. So
0: one of the things, you know, off the top of my head for Mm -hmm. globalization, a global reset to further uh, come about is we have to get all the currencies to kind of be at the same place. Mm Uh, so that you can create a, a global currency um,
1: which means you're going there's gonna have to be a purposeful hurting of the American economy. anything that
0: anything that's strong right. would need to be hurt to to, uh, to get down to that level so or just for power uh, tensions in the world to destroy the strength of something that's strong so just think about that so you know where does crypto come in I don't know I'm not an expert of that but uh, it's fascinating. It's definitely fascinating mm-hmm. and something to think about and watch and but what are physical things you can barter with, you know, ammunition. Right now, you could literally right now if you had certain ammunition, uh you could probably barter for it because you can't find it. Or ammunition. sell it
1: for a lot more than you bought it for right? if you so, bought it 10 so, years so what ago. are things yeah. that,
0: you know, are important to have? Well, hey, uh part 2 is uh going to be uh really awesome too mm-hmm. uh it's gonna have we're gonna kick it off with the list of things we've included uh why the rv for the last 10 years has been so important 10 11 years mm-hmm. uh to us in one of the major reasons why we purchased it to a whole bunch of other things we're uh, things we're doing now and thinking through and all these things and then marriage prep for uncertain times that's part of prepping for uncertain times mm-hmm. and Community, and we're going to let you in on an HOA meeting we were just part of in our in our area, our neighborhood, and uh, some some insights into uh, what's happening with us as we build community in a new place. Mm-hmm. So,
1: so thanks for joining us today. We hope that this podcast was encouraging and spiritually uplifting as we are focusing on being prepared spiritually for uncertain times. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. For more resources, go to Parenting and CourageousMom.com for free online workshops, blog posts, and best-selling courses. Also, we wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, we release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting.
0: This is an incredible self-paced program where we cover everything from obedience training to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's a supportive community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone.
1: If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentor program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com.
0: That's CourageousParenting.com.